Mums with Hustle podcast, episode 89. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. And thanks for joining me, Tracy Harris, on another episode of the Mums with Hustle podcast. Today, I'm super excited because on the podcast, we are talking online marketing, but specifically taking our audience on a journey from email subscribers or Um, Instagram followers or Facebook group members, taking them on that journey through the process of email marketing and then launching into a course. Now, we are also going to crack open the myths behind passive income and also shed some light on the mindset struggles of what it is like to go through launching a course. And also course creation, because it is certainly a challenge. Now, to help discuss all of this stuff with you, beautiful mums with hustle, I have an amazing guest who has recently gone through her own marketing strategy, course creation, and course launch. And she is sharing with us her wins and her I guess her biggest learnings, the things that didn't go according to the plan and what she has learned and how she's going to adjust accordingly for her second launch. So it is a real honest and raw look at the behind the scenes of launching a course and everything that comes from that. So stick with me. It really is a great episode. Let's get into it. Yale Keown is the founder of YaleKeown.com, where she aims to help small businesses grow using solid marketing foundations, concentrating on digital marketing strategies. Yale has over 12 years experience working in the marketing department of multi-million dollar companies, and now she's putting that same passion and know-how into helping small businesses. Yale is also a mum to two gorgeous children and a FIFO wife to boot. She has loads of marketing knowledge to share with us today on the podcast, and I am sure that by the end of this episode, you are going to be ready and raring to totally market your online business like a boss. So welcome to the podcast, Yale. Hi, Tracy. So exciting to finally chat. I know, because we have kind of been chatting for, oh my gosh, many, many months online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, watching each other's businesses operate online and even working together. Um, you know, you are a Facebook admin of mine. I'm just going to say that. Of the Biz Club. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, you're doing amazing there with what you do for us at Mums with Hustle, but your business is what we're talking about today. And I'm super excited because I have actually subscribed to your mailing list and I've gone through um, your marketing um, course, the freebie that you had, and it was amazing. So because of that, I've actually invited you onto the podcast and I want you to talk marketing with us. So- Can you actually tell us a bit about yourself first, 
your family dynamic, and then, of course, the business that you are in for yourself at yalekeown.com. Yes, so as you said, mum to two little ones. Um, Imogen's almost three. Callum's just gone seven months. Um, also, wife to, yeah, uh, is currently on and off, FIFO hubby. <laughs> um, so, yep, work is a bit inconsistent at the moment, but um, when he is working, it's crazy. He works four weeks away, one week oh. home. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But, yeah, totally business is what keeps me sane through all of that. Some people think I'm crazy for doing it. I think it's what keeps me sane. Um, yeah, so I started, gosh, I've just realised now I'm almost at my one-year anniversary of launching my website, but the idea came to me oh, probably um, back in uh, November 2015, so still not that um, long ago. But... Um, I really felt compelled for ages to start something. You know how you have those people in your life that say, you'd be so good at starting your own business. And for years I avoided yeah. it. <laughs> but amazing. But kids can change you, that's for sure. So back then I only had Imogen and I was working a couple of days a week with um, my, that was previously my full-time job. They were amazing. They support my return to work journey and they're still amazing supporters of me now. But, you know, there was just this feeling I wanted to do more. And it just sort of started as playing around, blogging a little bit. And then it's just sort of turned into this whole <laughs> consulting, <laughs> online courses, absolutely everything, because I really just can't help myself. But, um, yeah, but during all of that, I fell pregnant with Callum. I had epic morning sickness. I obviously birthed the child. I went through all those early days of um, no sleep and... It was, it's just been this crazy, crazy ride um, that's really forced me to just let the business do its thing, its natural flow, rather than force it. So it's kind of been an interesting experience for a type A white me. <laughs> and amen to that sister. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like all entrepreneurs are somewhat type A and then throw children into the mix, let alone like growing the human inside of you and then birthing the human. Um, and then not sleeping. Um, but yeah, you're right. Motherhood does definitely give birth to like a new you and superpowers. And, um, you channel correctly. Your business doesn't have to stop just because you have your children there, but you do need to kind of, as you said, go with the flow a bit, um, and just kind of pace yourself and, and do what you can. But you are definitely achieving some great things there at, at your business. Um, so I wanted to pick your brains a little bit around marketing. So is that is that okay with you? Can we go ahead and do that? Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Um, yep, it's an hour-long podcast. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> I talk a long, long time about yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Well, I have some, you know, some particular questions around marketing because I know it's such a broad topic. So I'm going to focus in um, on, you know, Oh, and some real specifics for our audience of startup mums that we have at Mums with Hustle. So as small business owners, the worlds of traditional and online marketing can, it can really turn us into overwhelm because there's so many different angles and things that we could be doing or should be doing. What tips would you give to biz mums, Yale, who are just starting to nut out their marketing strategy? Let's just hope yep. that they know they need to have a marketing strategy as well. Yes, well, there, yeah, that's very yeah. important. Um, 
Because yep. if you don't have a strategy, you're, you're just going nowhere. Um, you're going nowhere fast. <laughs> you're just wandering around without a map. But um, probably it's do what I didn't do right in the early days because, you know, I felt I had a, a free pass <laughs> being a marketer that I got to play with all the things. Um, but it is really just to keep it simple as you can. And that goes against probably almost anything you think um, that you have to work hard all the time. You have to be hustling all the time when you really don't. The best results come when you keep it simple and when you get really intentional. So there's a couple of um, ways you can look at this. So you get intentional with who your audience is and who you really want to work with and how you serve them well. And then you communicate that through a, just a core message, something that you feel like you're just on repeat the whole time. What's underneath everything? What is that underlying thing? And then you want to just bring it back to that. Um, so that's the first thing. Just focus around one audience, one message, and just get really, really intentional with that. And then you spread that message through a number of different ways. Um, and the trick here is you want to use a mix, but you don't want to use um, everything within each thing. So I, I talk about the five pillars of a successful online marketing strategy, which is your website, email, content, social media, and then your promotions. So I think everyone needs to have all of those areas covered to some extent, but then it's your choice how you leverage each of those areas and focusing in only one or two things. So social media, just get to know one platform really well. Make that your home and then just have the extra, the others as peripherals if you want to have them. Um, the same with promotions. Just choose one or two things you really want to focus on. Content, do you want to do a blog or do you just want to produce awesome photos? It doesn't have to be too many things so as long as they're all singing the same tune then that's the real secret so I like to um describe it and tell me if I'm rambling here no you're not rambling um, I'm loving it okay um I like to describe it like a bit of an orchestra so each of those elements each of the things in your marketing toolkit whatever it is Instagram Facebook um ads your email Think of them as like an individual instrument. So you might have in an orchestra, you have violin, you have the flute, you have the harp, you have the trombone, all these things. On their own, they sound fine if you're into trombones <laughs> and they sing their own tune. They go along to their own little music and it sounds good and, and, and yet there'll be people who are interested in that. But the magic really happens when they all come together and start singing the same song. Um, when they're under the conductor's um, instructions. So they're just all on the same page, coming back to that core message, that core audience, and that's what amplifies it, and that's where the magic really happens. So while you might be playing with a few different tools, you're working back to one thing. So my biggest tip, bringing all that back, is just to get everything back to that one core market, core message, and then just strategically pick the tools that you want to spread that. Oh, I love it. You are such so. a damn good teacher. 
I was raised by oh one. Oh my gosh, I love it. I can, yeah, no, that makes total sense because when all of those, let, let's use the analogy of the orchestra, when all of the instruments are playing together, you know, your Instagram is kind of working with your blog and that's kind of working with um, whatever product you come out with and that's all in sync with your email marketing and your voice um, through your copywriting and, and all of that. Um, that is the thing, as you said, that word amplified, that is the thing that builds that trust and that um, authority in whatever it is that you're trying to do in your business. Yeah. And, and again, so many people get scared of repeating the same things and feel like they have to be original absolutely everywhere. When the fact is... People are unlikely to see everything you do, <laughs> highly unlikely. If they are, they're like your, your biggest fans yeah. um, and they don't care anyway. So so it is, don't, don't think about that, go, oh, I already wrote that in, a, in a, um, a blog post. I can't say that on social media. No, you can just keep repurposing, keep spreading that message, um, bringing it back to something really, really, that what you find that is what makes your business um, yeah, because that's how we become front of mind as well for people, you know. Like when they hear X, Y, and Z, they think, oh, Yael Keon, you know, she spoke about that or, you know, the five pillars of marketing. And, yeah, so just keep, as you said, know who you're serving and know what the message is. One audience, one message and keep make sure it's filtered through all of those different marketing avenues. Yeah. yeah. Very, very good. Thank you so much. Well, you know, you actually launched your first online course recently, which I know personally is a huge feat because, I mean, I don't even know. There could, there would have to be a whole brand new podcast show completely just to talk about online courses. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'd love to chat through some of your learnings, Yale, about your funnel. Um, about your free course, about the email marketing strategies that you use, about, you know, whether or not you ran some ads to get people on knowing about your course and then hopefully um, purchasing and studying with you as their teacher. I'd like to dive really deep into that, particularly around what worked, what didn't work, if you can be really candid about that, and what advice you would give to any biz mums out there thinking of potentially launching a course in the future for their business? I know that's a huge question. Yes. I just asked it you a lot. It is a huge question. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, what were your learnings along that, that whole that whole process? Starting with sign-ups, I guess, or, or your audience and the first time you've gone out to tell them that you've mm-hmm. kind of got a product. Yes. Okay. Well, the first thing before I really dive into that is that when you start this whole online course thing is, yeah, you definitely um, aren't aware of everything behind it. And it's not even the actual doing. It's the mindset behind it all. And really this whole um, process of creating something huge, which takes a lot of time, like, a lot of time um, without knowing what the outcome is going to be like having this open shut cart model oh the the emotional roller coaster um, especially if you're someone like me with anxiety it's, it's really not the best thing in the world but you get through it yes. <laughs> so um, 
that's the first thing I like to put out there, that it isn't something that's just easy. It is something that is a whole different business model altogether and it takes some mindset work and prepare for it to test you. But if you're prepared, if you put things in place, you, you should be okay. So, yeah, so back to what you were saying about where um, it started. So when I first um, announced my program, I must admit it was probably a little bit too out of the blue for my audience. See, there's this whole thing um, being a marketer that you sort of being a marketer, teaching about marketing, very meta, that you're meant to be successful no matter what <laughs> goes on, um, that um, it sort of felt like, oh, I have to hide this away till the last minute till I'm about to launch because I don't want people to think, oh, you know, to analyse everything too much. So that was probably my first mistake behind it all. Do you, sorry, but can one, I ask that? No? Do you mean um, like the whole funneling system? Is that why you were kind of hiding it from people or was it the fear of being held accountable to a particular date to launch oh, and things it, it, not it being more, ready or? Yeah, things like that. Okay. <laughs> things like that and just sort of, the whole lifting the curtain behind the scenes of everything. I wasn't concerned that people knew I was list building and, and okay. things like that. They, they know that's definitely going on. You know, I do share within my group and stuff, different things that I'm doing, different things I'm trying. Um, so that's not a concern. But I guess the actual like, oh, here's the – yeah, they knew roughly I was creating a program but didn't know what it was um, exactly and how much and, and all the details. So I didn't build enough anticipation, I guess. I was hiding away is my little secret. So that's my one first little mistake. But um, in terms of the pre-launch and the list building and stuff, that actually went pretty well. Um, so the first thing um, that really want to emphasise there is just consistently creating content and finding your voice um, through that. So you know very well um, that content creation is everything when it comes to building credibility and trust um, and also about just figuring out where you fit well in the market. So that worked really well and over um, a period of about nine months, you know, I got some, got a lot of people through my website, through my blogs, um, and that was really helped um build the trust factor and anytime that I connected with someone in a group or whatever they could see oh she knows what she's talking about because I had the content to back me up um, so that was really really key so so that was going on for a long time before I even did some concentrated list building because a lot of that was a bit of playing around with what were people interested in and then I came down to from all of that the topics and what I felt was needed most by my audience so then I actually moved into sort of a phase of um, proactive list building specifically with the course in mind so that's when I created um, my freebie course which um, you were talking about earlier online marketing demystified um, which has a similar outline to that of my course the amplified marketing method so choosing all, all the lingo there um, but it was the light version uh, wasn't it it was the light yep. version. So basically it was um, giving the why behind everything um, and giving a couple of practical steps, um, but it was just basically sharing 
um, a bit of a tour, tour of the world of online marketing. So it served the double purpose of sort of, of trying to reduce a little bit of that overwhelm so people could see how the pieces fit, but then also why the, each of them are important, um, which is valuable in its own right. And I've had about, about 250 people go through it and the feedback has been amazing. Um, and yeah, so that was really, really key because that got really, that helped me narrow down my audience to those specific people that were likely going to be interested into the in the full thing. So um, while I've got some people on my list that came from random blog posts that probably have nothing to do with it, um, this was all about narrowing it down to those to those people that were really interested. They're your super warm crowd that really yeah. have that need for the the larger course that you you were creating. Yes, that was yeah. the idea. And um, just a note on that, though, um, is that that worked really well for people, probably more that came onto my list a little bit already. I did a little bit of ads around that, not much. Um, but it was, as you say, it was already a warm audience. People who were already follow me were the ones who most likely signed that up for that. For someone totally new to my site, um, that's having my course as my main opt-in is um, you get much less sign-ups than having something really, really simple. Because because you see a thin course, free course, people were just like, no, I don't have time for that. <laughs> well, that's yeah. too much. They just want a quick checklist or a quick little guide, something actionable. But for someone that you, for an audience you're warming up, it, it does work um, really well. Maybe, similarly, you could think of something like a challenge, like you do, um, anything um, that people are willing to put a bit more commitment in. Thanks. Total, total sense because, yeah, cold traffic generally are just after having their needs met really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and having some quick wins. So as you mentioned, checklists, cheat sheets, yeah, um, small guides, things like that yeah. are really, really great opt-ins for people trying to list build yes. from a cold audience. A yeah. Cold, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you move them onto something a little bit more. Yes. And in addition to all of that, I thought right right just before launch, I, and in fact, for the open cart, um, I'd run a bit of a webinar as well, which was another huge learning curve. Writing. Yeah. Yes, that's cool. huge in itself. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I, I've done them professionally for other businesses before, but uh, so that has helped, but um, doing it for yourself, it's kind of a whole different thing, especially when you have to do the sales spiel at the, well, at the end. Yes. Because I'll tell you one thing, and this is a big misconception, marketers and sales, no, we're not the same thing. I absolutely hate selling. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where, yeah, more mindset comes in. But I just, but hopefully you do such a bloody brilliant job of the marketing that it kind of sells itself. You don't need yeah. to get that whole... Yes. Yeah, you don't need to convince someone that they need something because, you know, you've helped them along the way and they kind of realise that. Exactly. And then they're just investing in learning with you further, hopefully. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like people and, you know, we go all over the place. That's the thing with sales funnels is people, it's just a term that's been totally hijacked by this online marketing space to mean email sequences and things. But a sales funnel originally was when um, – a salesperson, like a physical actual salesperson, will take you through that process from awareness, consideration, interest, consideration, negotiation. Like it was a relationship because marketing only dealt with the awareness stage. Now marketing deals with pretty much everything right up to the last purchase. Um, 
So, but in that process, people have lost that human touch that you really need. So now it's sort of like oh, going backwards a little bit in my mind anyway, that you need to still do it in a way that is, is totally, totally human. Um, <laughs> which means not being silly, um, yeah. <laughs> even though it's a sales process. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so I did a pre-launch uh, webinar too, which got about 180 registrations, which were, I was just like amazed because, um, you know, I don't have a huge, huge audience. So, and I ran a small amount of ads, um, but only around 200 bucks worth. Um, and I just managed to get good conversions. The topic was something I knew my audience was interested in. And collaboration came in a bit here too because overall this, and this comes back to it, by creating content and regularly connecting with people, um, people aren't scared to say, share to their audience, oh, Yale's got a webinar going. Um, I yes. think you'll be really interested because they know you're going to provide value. And it's not like they're asking their audience to pay you anything. They're just saying, yep my audience they'll find that really useful and they'll happy to do it so that was fantastic so all of that is all just providing value 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 um and building that credibility and that trust and the list built and um you know my facebook group built and my following built like i'm not going to be i don't have a biggest crowd as you tracy but um i'm happy with my little my little family which i absolutely love so that's yes. yeah it's not i mean it's never ever ever about numbers in terms absolutely. of followers no uh, like i still to this day i'll never forget interviewing louise glendon back i don't even know it was in like my first 20 episodes, I think. Um, and she said she launched her product to an email list of 70 people. And <laughs> I, I can't remember the, the amount that she made, but it was huge in her first launch. Yeah. It was huge. It was bigger than her list. And it was, wasn't because of Facebook ads either. It was, as you said, collaboration, going out and speaking to some other entrepreneurs that she knew. They had her audience but for different reasons and she'd asked them to promote a little bit for her to their lists. Yeah. Um, and obviously she promoted to her list as well. But she just had a real quality photography course. Yeah. Um, and she, you know, had a great spot in the market. She had that one audience with that one message and, and you know, she blitzed it. It yep. was amazing. Yeah. I'd much rather yeah, so. have 70 really, really highly engaged people than a 1,000 people. Exactly. In fact, yes. I'm going through a process right now where probably by the end of this week, probably about 25% of my email list is going to go. Yeah. I'm going to press that delete button. <laughs> Good job. Because email lists are expensive. Yes. Um, <laughs> the, more, the more subscribers you have and if there are people that are just sitting there never opening your mail exactly. or just deleting things. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I don't want people that want to hear from me. I don't want to keep annoying people that don't. So Exactly. I used to get a bit worried or a bit upset in the very early days, yeah, all about my unsubscribers and I'd want to check and see who unsubscribed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was I went through the obvious, well, oh, maybe they didn't like my email or maybe they don't like me or maybe they just don't believe in Mums with Hustle or they feel that I've got nothing to teach them and all of that imposter stuff would yeah. set in. And then I would just be like, who cares? Even if, even if they did think those things, that's okay. Yeah. It is totally okay because I don't need to have 
the wrong, somewhere along the line, I've attracted someone that isn't my ideal audience or my message is falling flat or whatever. And that just means I need to be a little bit more intentional about who I'm attracting onto that, onto my email list Mm -hmm. and then be more intentional with my message. Yes. Um, Yeah. And then the quality of the list is what, is what grows. And it's not all about the number. Yeah, and the best opt-ins and the best things that you can create are actually those that will help people self-select. So as much as they get people onto your list, they will tell people that who the type of people that you don't want on there. Yes. <laughs> You're not they need to repel as yeah. much as they attract. Absolutely. So um, yeah. that's another la- layer to think about as well. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um I mean, I do find it really frustrating. Like there are these amazing online entrepreneurs out there that promote list building and um, sales funnels and all those things. And they've done really well. Like, and they're teaching what worked for them, which is good. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But it does set this expectation that it is all about that list building and and you need to have, you know, 2,000 people and you need to But for most businesses, most everyday mum businesses, we're happy with real, you know, as long as we've got quality connections, you'll, you'll do okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, I hope no one's sitting there waiting for like epic numbers of 10,000 people on their email list before they launch a thing. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh I have heard that before. No. Yeah. And, and then it. you don't know, <laughs> and then you won't know if it's the right thing to launch. If you oh wait that gosh. long and how many times people are waiting. Um, yeah, which totally brings me <laughs> to back round to the launch, um, which was kind of, yeah, going through a launch as well is very interesting in terms of figuring out your messaging. And this is a good lesson uh, for anyone out there as well. Um, is that being a marketer, I know all about knowing who your target audience. I did all the stuff about asking what people needed, what challenges they had, and I created a product and I did all the sales material around those messaging. So a lot of messaging was that people were overwhelmed, um, that they were confused with marketing and they didn't know where to start. Um, so I used a lot of that language through my launch uh, material in my emails, in my um, sales page, and just generally um, talking about it. And what I found is that that didn't really connect. They didn't motivate enough people to buy because what people weren't saying was that, yet yeah, they thought um, that, um, yeah, they think marketing's important, but it wasn't the biggest priority, especially in those early days when money is really, really tight. Um, so what that told me is that, um, so, you know, when people come back to you and tell you that, oh, no, they couldn't afford it right now or they didn't have the time right now, that tells me, okay, no, that means it's not a priority for your business and you, yourself is not a priority. I don't get that the significance. Now. So that's where I'm like, oh, no, what you need more of is not the how to do things, not the practical, you know, overwhelm, confusion stuff. It's about making sure they know how important it is and changing that mindset. So that was really um, huge. And that's something you can only really learn through the act of launching because people can't tell you that. Even if you had all these one-on-one conversations, um, that stuff only really comes through through the process. So while, um, so I'm not going to quite call that a mistake 
because it's not quite a mistake. It's part of the whole learning thing. Yeah. But it is an interesting um, thing um, to figure out and just sort of to be aware of that until you actually are at that point of asking for the money, <laughs> you're not really, really going to know um, and get your idea validated or know if your messaging is um, on point. Because people don't know what they don't know. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And um, I've been indoctrinated way too long. It, it's just, um, yeah, you don't um, think about some of those things. You don't think about where I was 15 years ago when I was started in marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that's really tough. No, but it's true. We see it all the time. Like even people um, doing polls in Facebook groups or, you know, for their market research, doing surveys and what have you. Um, yeah, if you're asking, you might be asking even the wrong questions yeah. and then people are giving responses um, only to a certain layer. Like you only get a certain layer there yeah. with, with their responses because if they don't know that there's actually a deeper issue then you're never going to find out their true problem. Like it's really hard. So as you said, you needed to go through the act of launching. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, as yeah. a bit of an insight into what their struggles really were because they weren't able to identify their struggles on their own. Yeah, and don't, don't get me wrong, <laughs> market research is still, is still really important to go through um, because it is just the way you need to start somewhere. You need to start from yeah. somewhere and it will constantly like – I know you talk a lot about having your avatar. That will always be changing. Um, that Your avatar, she will always be growing, learning like any person would. So you'll you'll always be, um, you know, slightly changing all the time as you learn more and more and more. But you need to start somewhere, otherwise you're just not reaching anybody. So marketing, market research is really important, but um, it's not – Marketing is as much a science as it is an art, and a lot of people forget that sometimes. So, yes, it's creative about how to reach people, but it is a science into that you have to test and test and test and tweak and change and test again. Um, and sometimes the only way to do that is by putting things out there and seeing what happens. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You got to do and then you got to refine and yep. then you got to do and refine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this yeah. is where this is where that myth of passive income oh. <laughs> comes in because there's too many people out there preaching that this oh, I don't even know, gobbledygook, <laughs> BS, fluff. Um that you know, there you can just sit around uh, on your butt and watch Ellen and like make money and all of that. Um, but nothing is truly, truly passive because we're always like, you know, in our second launch of, of hashtag hustle where there are things that we are tweaking, whether it was tweaks to the launch or tweaks to the course itself or tweaks to the bonuses, uh, tweaks to the email sequences that went out to people because we know more or Instagram had changed. And so, you know, like it never stays the same. You don't just do something once and then, um, you know, all the needs of our audience have changed since then. Yeah, and you see, yeah. you see nothing people, is truly passive. That's yeah. my point. And you see people like, uh, yeah, Kate Toon. She's had her SEO course for how long now? And every time she goes through the content, and yes, her, and then you have yeah. got the whole launching stuff, which is just like the craziest few weeks you'd ever go through, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then and then you do it. So even people who've had courses for years and years and years. It still needs to be um, worked on. 
but you have the benefit of that hopefully one day a lot of you have a lot more freedom with your time because you, yes you have your those really intensive weeks um but then yeah. you've got the downtime um and i guess that's that's the difference so that's what you in the lifestyle um if you want to go for that um so that's your choice if you want to go for the plug through the year or you want to be really intense and then really chill <laughs> yeah. yeah or getting a team around you you yes. know like I even I don't know um how much of an Amy Porterfield listener you are yes so I'm a podcast but, everything podcast oh okay <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> good stuff good stuff but like yeah I mean no matter how successful she is she doesn't stop you don't see her stopping you see her becoming better or putting in more value or you know and it's not just her on her own anymore she's got an amazing team that surrounds her. Yes, um, You know, there's many moving parts to what she does, yeah, but as you grow, that's what you can do. You can, I guess, outsource more or get better systems and softwares and automation tools, but it's still, yeah. I don't believe that you can ever fully sit back and put your feet up and no. just watch Netflix and chill. Well, people don't buy all that. They buy you. They buy you as a person, especially if it's a course or something like that because – they're relating, they're buying from you as a person. You need to show up. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. See, this is why I got you on the podcast because you like to keep it real. Uh, well, yeah, I'm just – maybe it's my <laughs> cynicism underneath. <laughs> no, it's just truth. This is what we want. Yeah. We want the truth. Um, yeah, okay. So for your launch, you said that you had like three kind of major learnings. Um, or things that you would change in regards to what didn't work. So the first one was that you felt that you surprised everyone because yeah. you kind of kept the curtain over <laughs> the whole idea until yeah. you were ready to do the big unveiling. That's, that's just imposter syndrome yeah. slash disability slash everything else. Yeah, a whole yeah. lot of mindset stuff. But yeah, once you've done it once that's now, okay. who cares? Yeah. I know, you're not scared anymore because you're on the other side of it. Yeah, so who cares? I did it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the next bit was that you felt your messaging was a bit off, that you had this amazing audience that thought they wanted one thing but really they needed another thing. So yeah, well, you've it's been not able so to refer yeah. in there. So the content fulfills everything they still need. The content's good. It's just yep. the the messaging of it. Spin. Yeah, if you want yep. to use a marketing term. Yeah. Yes. Um, or how you communicated it to them, yes. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then what's the third thing? Uh, the third thing it was, yeah, doing way too much. <laughs> so this is kind of going to go against the opposite of what I preached a little bit. Um, so I don't want to go um, and totally um, bag content because I think truly believe um, content has built my business and it was really, really important. Um, and now because I spent all that time creating the content, I can afford to step back a little bit. Um, but yeah, it just comes to a point where, um, you start educating your audience and letting them know that, oh, why would I pay for something? Cause you just give it all away for free. Um, why will I value it if I can just learn everything, uh, for free? So not that um, that still stopped me. I still teach a lot of things. I still provide a lot of value. Um, but feeling like you have to put out like an epic blog post every single week and plus an, a Facebook Live plus extra social media content and then all this launch content, everything, it just gets to the point. Like there's, there's times when I just totally dropped some of the balls because it, it just wasn't going to happen. Um, so 
feeling like you have to just do all of that at the same time is a little bit much. So now it's about stepping back, evaluating what I already have there and leveraging that as much as possible. Because so often um, I would create something, yeah, I share it on my social media, pop it in my weekly um, email, and then it'd be forgotten. Maybe I get visits from Pinterest, especially if it happened to um, take off a little bit over there. But that's kind of it. And there's so much stuff there that now it's a matter of, okay, I've done the hard yards with that. Let's let's go back and revisit and really um, make sure we're leveraging it as much as possible. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, doing too much, always doing too much. Now I'm trying to take it a little bit easier on myself. Yeah, that is a really good point. You know, the other day um, something landed in our inbox from – Michael Hyatt, who is an amazing entrepreneur and and leader, I guess, of entrepreneurs. Um, And there was a link in his email to a blog post that really caught our attention. And when we clicked on it, the blog post was amazing and just loaded with value. But the date stamp on there, Yale, was 2014. Mm. So it was evergreen content, which is just amazing. Like if you write, it's not about pumping out content and just pump for the sake of pumping it out. Like it needs to obviously have a purpose and fulfill a need for your audience. Yeah. But there is nothing wrong with repurposing and sharing really great pieces of content. And I thought that was just really smart. And he's probably shared that blog post a bazillion times and I've probably seen it but yeah. never really clicked on it, as you said, or taken it in or maybe I wasn't in the right headspace to hear that message. Yes. Um. But on that particular day, I was. So well, it was It was great. Well, people, yeah, people that were following you. Um, there's so many extra people that are following you now that weren't following you a year ago. Exactly. Um, they just never saw it in the first place. Um, and, but even if they were following you, like, would they remember? Probably yeah. not. Um, yeah, so if it's valuable, if it's going to help people, um, it doesn't matter if you repurpose things and put um, the same information out there. Um, totally, totally with that. Yeah. Oh, well, I think that was a brilliant last point to wrap, wrap up your learnings there. Thank you so much for taking us through your, I guess, launch, um, you know, the whole, how it all unfolded and particularly the things that didn't go so well, but what you learned from it, that there's huge value in those lessons for all of us. So thank you really, you know, thank you so much, Yale. And, and I'm leaning on the fact that they say, you know, nothing really happens till the second one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, there the you go. The first one and is then, such a big, yeah, process. And, oh, so is the second, can I just yeah. tell you that? <laughs> I feel like it's not any easier. Yeah, I'm living in denial but, for a little bit until I've yeah, okay. I won't, I won't talk to you. I won't talk to you about second launches. You can stay in, in denial. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to chat more about mindset because you touched on that briefly there. Um, you know, it can be an absolute massive, play a massive role in your success and your growth in regards to everything business. But what challenges did you face here with mindset um, in regards to your your course, I guess, or launching? And what did you do to push through it? Because you've said multiple times that you have anxiety. So how did you kind of manage that to still see yourself progress? Um. Well, the one other thing about um, having children is that you don't have time to to think about things too much. (laughs) 
That's a big They're help. the antidote. <laughs> yeah. It's that you just like sometimes you just go like coming on with you like, yeah, I could have got really nervous about coming on or whatever and thinking, oh, getting on this podcast. But when you're just running around like a crazy woman to even, you know, get ready <laughs> Moments for <it>. before. <laughs> yeah, moments before that you sit down, you're like, you don't have time to think about it. So that helps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <In my> way. <laughs> my, my the kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. So... Um, yeah, the actual launch process, yeah, that's a big, in terms of the actual wildcard is open, where you're literally trying to wait for those little PayPal pings or every little question, every little thing on social media is just like, yeah, amplified a thousand percent emotionally. Oh. You go through this process of one day being terrified, the next day just crying, the next day just totally angry. <laughs> this is the works. It's fun. But anyway, <laughs> so that. You just kind of got to power through and allow yourself some space to feel it um, and not push it down. And that is one thing, um, having gone through um, anxiety episodes in, in the past, I know the self-toolkits, I know I know my limits, I know like having gone through burnout in the past too, I know when to say, nah, time out um, and know when that's more important. So that's a self-awareness and that's a, that's just knowing when to tell yourself um, that it's okay to feel the way that you feel, that you don't need to be this wonderful, um, successful launcher all the time. <laughs> you can have your moments and it's totally fine. Yeah. So that's one thing, just allow yourself to feel into it. So, yeah, so that was a, uh, during the launch, launch phase. That was really um, crazy. But more, I guess the bigger thing around all of that was more the um, self-doubt stuff, the imposter syndrome stuff. Um because you kind of feel like, who am I to teach all these people? Who am I to share all this stuff? Um, even with all the experience, um, and along with that as well, business and schooling, like university, all of that stuff, has always been my safe place. So I've always done pretty well um, in those in those arenas, been respected or. Um, or done well, and I couldn't say the same for other areas of my life. So putting that on the line, um, that brings up a lot of self-doubt and a lot of, yeah, imposter stuff. And as I said, when I was hiding it at the beginning, that comes down to a lot of that. But it's just a lot of slowly challenging yourself, slowly putting yourself out there inch by inch and trusting the process. Um, you know, I'm... You know, I'm a big believer in um, God putting these little stepping stones in front of you and then just taking the opportunities. Like if you opened yourself up and you're trying to go with something and you're not sure of your direction and these little signposts come up, like coming on this podcast to talk about um, some of the mistakes I've made uh, when I was yeah. wondering whether I should be talking about those mistakes or not, I, it's just like big flashing signs. So it's Leaning in, trusting the process, um, trusting that everything is going to um, be okay, <laughs> and yes. and that it'll happen, and it's not doesn't have to happen tomorrow. Um, that it's remembering back why I started this thing in the first place, and it wasn't to be a millionaire; <laughs> it was just to do my thing. So yeah, we can so get caught up in that sometimes. Yeah, yeah because it's when you. You take your eyes off your own road and you start looking at someone else's mm -hmm. lane, you know, and you see them like 
having six-figure launches or <laughs> chilling yeah. on the beach with a cocktail while the kids are playing in some pool and you, and they're saying that they achieved that off one launch and you're just like, why didn't I? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah I highly doubt <laughs> that happened. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, no, you know, I see you in some of the entrepreneurial groups that I'm in and, like, we're all really, I guess – authentic hustlers in our own right like you know yeah. people that like to keep it real um shout out to kate turn and yeah. her group there yeah. <laughs> yeah, um the misfit entrepreneurs as yeah, so she calls fun. them but that is just a really great space to hang with like-minded people mm-hmm. and i feel like people um you know really can contribute so much to our confidence and to, I don't know, just sharing in the journey and the truth yeah, and, absolutely. you know, taking, removing the veil and the mystery around entrepreneurship and just talking about it for what it is. So whether it's Mums with Hustle Biz Club or Kate Toon's group, your your group, Yale, you've got a, an amazing Facebook community that you've started there of just real quality people that you can kind of lean on for support. I yeah. think that's really important when it comes to over, overcoming the mindset battles oh, that we all face. Absolutely. And I think there's actually a, probably a high level of cultural stuff there too because a lot of the stuff online it goes with the American culture yeah. and they definitely have, it respond, as a market, respond better to the pushy sales and the, you know, the flashy stuff. Whereas in Australia, you know, we just like to keep things, you know, pretty, pretty, Chill. Real, pretty, pretty real. So um, should we be copying all that stuff? Um, I don't know. We, we've got to find our own little tune over here. Yeah, that is, that's, you. it's again, it's the audience. Who are you pitching to? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. true. Wise word. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got one more um, curly question to ask you because you are like the queen of marketing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I'm going to ask you a real practical question because yep. a lot of our audience, you know, we're startups and we don't really have much cash, but we want to start a business and we want to get off to a good start. Yep. So if you only had $200, Yale, and you had to start your business all over again, what would you be spending your $200 on? Yep. Uh- Love this question because the thing with marketing and especially if you focus around content and connection, that's free. You know, you can do all that stuff totally for free. You just need a platform to do it from. Um, So, yep, so your platform, you need a website. That's, you know, numero uno. Um, You need to own your own little turf, not just your little Facebook account. You need to have somewhere that's your hub. But you can get one. Like I'd, I'd like to go with WordPress because it's not – you can pretty much go whichever which direction you want, I know, but I'm um, obviously a blogger and a, a consultant, a coach, so I understand obviously people want to go more as Shopify if you're e-commerce. Um, but, yeah, for WordPress website, I know I think it's about 40 bucks for a year of hosting. Then get a really good theme to go with it, whether you do a whole Divi subscription or whether you get a um, theme off, mine's off Creative Market, I think it was 50 bucks US. Um, If you get one that does all the things you need to do and it's just a matter of you just have to change some colours, add in your content um, and a few pictures, you know, you're good to go. And that just gives it a really good professional look. Um, And then a logo of some description, whether you get one 
um, just a basic text one that you create your own Canva, or you can get pre-made ones in like Etsy or Creative Market for around 40 bucks. So that's the basics of just putting on a professional front. Um, and you can do that pretty easily. So, so you know, I've got, so that's nearish 150 bucks, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, nearish around got there. some change. You've got, got some change. Some change. Left. So, yeah, so next after that, um, email email system like I know you can go with MailChimp for free but um, I'm a big fan of using the automations not to spam not to spam for a thousand different things but the power that um, you can actually you you can actually make email automations more personal so I love ConvertKit for this but that is a bit on the pricier end Um, but I believe ActiveCampaign has similar functionality for like nine bucks US a month so you could get a few months worth of that and the idea is that that should pay for itself uh, fairly quickly because you can start tagging people based around their interests and their needs and just send content that's relevant just to them only send them the promotions that are interested to them not bombarding your whole list the power is there and just a couple of Welcome emails just to let them know what you're about and how you can help them or give them some extra value for free up front of all the really important stuff. Um, that's what forms the relationship and reminds them that you exist once they found you on the website in the first place. Um, because yes. you do need to remind people a few times you exist and you might not just pop up on their um, social media feed. Um, exactly. the fact of life. And, yeah. That's all I focus on. You don't need to do much. Pick some great colours, brand colours. Just stay consistent with a, in how you look and feel and the language you use. But that's all free. That's all free. You just need to have a platform. Yep. Totally. That is making 200 bucks go pretty far. And I think you did, you answered that question really, really well. And, you know, for people thinking, oh, but my website has to cost this much or my logo, I, you know, I asked someone in the Mums with Hustle Biz Club, my logo has to be like $5,000. No, it, it doesn't. Not to start with, you know, you can get there. That's, yeah. that's the end, end product, maybe. And, that's the um, best thing about the online space is you can find so many amazing resources for free yeah. or pretty darn cheap. Um, yes, not the highly uber customized something, but you're just having something that you just need to. Starting. Something that starting people can look is at better and than go, not starting. Yeah. Yeah, something that people can look at and go, okay, this person's serious, um, mm-hmm. you know. And it's amazing what a great little website theme can do. People can think you've been in business for, for years when you really just <laughs> popped up overnight. Um, yeah. Exactly. Perception. And then, you know, for our e-commerce friends, there are things like Etsy yep. that you could, you know, base your store on, um, you know, listing items on there. It's just Oh, yep. super cheap. And, um, and then even Big Cartel, I think you can list up to five items, yeah. five different products on there for free. You can start um, fairly cheap. Um, <clears throat> if you can, swing it. Oh, generally, from a marketing point of view, I think Shopify is better just in terms yes. of SEO and getting people signing up to email lists because integrating email lists stuff to Big Cartel is a big pain. Um, it is a pain. <laughs> so things like that. I do. I don't want people to have to do something just totally for free, um, for the sake of saving money now. When in a year's time, they're going to have to change anyway. Mm. That's why we kind of preach about convert kit. Yeah, because oh. I know it's really tempting. Everyone wants to jump on um, what is Mailchimp. it? Uh, Mailchimp. 
Yes, the monkey one. I always have that chimp monkey. Um, everyone wants to jump on MailChimp because I know it's enticing when you're starting out, you don't really have mm-hmm. any cash flow um, to invest on email marketing that maybe you barely even understand yourself. But you nailed it on the head there. With ConvertKit and, and Active Campaign, you can do all of the extras that you're going to want to end up doing anyway. Yeah like segmenting your list or nurture sequences and other types of automation, um, landing pages, all of that stuff, they're all add-ons, extra things that you need to – and then you do end up paying on MailChimp anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so we just kind of bit the bullet. That was our big expense when we started at Mums With Hustle. It was a scary one. Yes. We were like, oh. Yeah. We just kind of did it. And shut our eyes and we were confident that we were going to have an audience and we had value to share and people would be joining our list and opening our emails and here we are. So Yep, yep. Um, and I guess it comes down, but is that the software or is that the mindset? There you go. Yeah, <laughs> That exactly. you're willing to invest that in yourself and take the chance and you have the confidence that yeah. it's going to come back or do you have the mindset that, I don't, I'm not making enough money. I need to really scrimp and save. So you'll always be scrimping and saving. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Money, money mindset is like, Uh, it never ends for any entrepreneur. Ah, but (laughs) okay. All right. Well, we're going to wrap things up. Yale. So, you know, I'm just, the floor is yours. Tell us what's coming up for you there at yalekeown.com. And I guess that is where we can find you because I would say, where can we find you? But Yep. That's where we can that's, find you. That's but... where I'm hanging out now. Um, right. So, yep, now getting more and more visible. Oh, my name is my URL. <laughs> no nice hiding. No hiding now. Yeah. So that is a big step, something I couldn't definitely do a year ago. So I've just transitioned over to that. Um, so over there I have a blog um, and I have also have information about working with me one-on-one. I'm doing a lot of one-on-one work now, which is so much fun. So that's where I do a little bit of a combo between strategy and coaching. So basically people get me, my knowledge, uh, my resources. I help form a strategy. That's what I love doing, figuring out how all the pieces fit um, based on a business's unique situation. I don't just go and prescribe something the same for everybody. Every business is different. And then coaching through um, the implementation so whether they want to how to do certain things themselves or whether they're going to outsource things but more importantly making sure everything comes back and fits together and everything is being used um, effectively and you're not just trying a billion and one things and nothing's really landing so that's my whole jam at the moment I'm really focusing on that and really really loving it now that um, Bub's on a Sort of semi predictable routine <laughs> that I can book clients in. Um, so that's been really fun. Um, and then I also have my Facebook group as well, um, which I just love hanging out in. I do little Facebook lives and stuff in there, which I used to be terrified of, but now I think uh, so much fun. Um, so I love that. Yeah. Yeah. They. I love the fact that they don't have to look good because that's me. Like I, I'm not into the whole polished up, you know, full-on lippy or anything like that. So there's yeah. kind of this feeling like if you do pre-recorded video, it has to look all professional. But Facebook Live, you just get on. I've had I've had um, babies interrupt, whatever. People relate. Yeah. I love it. I just love the vibe. So 
Good. Good on you. Yeah. So you've got your Facebook group. Facebook group. Yep, blog. One-on-one. And then my course, uh, the Amplified Marketing Method, will be back. Um, so I haven't set up my exact launch schedule, but probably be around August, September. Um, it's an eight-week program um, for um, helping you create an online marketing strategy. It brings it all back to really the basics. Um but in a way that you can go away and redesign strategies time and time again, anytime you've got something new, learning how all the pieces fit and how to apply them to your business um, in a way that feels good to you, that isn't like feeling like you have to follow this exact formula, otherwise you're going to be a total failure. Um, so, yes. So that's but, what that's, yeah, but as you said, it's like having a map for yeah. your yeah for your online kind of marketing yeah, success. Exactly. It's a pathway for you. Yeah, it is, and there's so much information out there, and that's where and that's what really drove me to create it in the first place. Is that everybody seems to have their specialty? No offense, Tracy, <laughs> but a lot, that's of okay. people, a lot of people have, and that's totally valid. Um, to, everyone has their thing, like oh, this is the most amazing thing ever. Um, and that you should be doing this thing. And then you get 50 different people telling you that, um, but no one telling you whether it's the right thing for you within it. So it's kind of the step before that, figure out which pieces you want to use. And then if you go, yep, Instagram is going to be really important to me. I'll go, all right, go check out Tracy's stuff. Oh, <laughs> thanks. But you know, you know what I mean? It's not like... I don't, Everyone has to be doing the same thing. I just feel like there's so much pressure with a lot of this online space that you have to be using this tool, then that tool, whatever the flavor okay. of the week. Um, when I'm like, no, well, let's bring it back to basic. Let's figure out what's good for you. Um, so that's what it's about. Yeah. And just to wrap up, there's that saying, just because you can yeah, doesn't mean you should or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I just so want to be on. I so want to be on LinkedIn and Pinterest, but I'm just not <laughs> because I just don't have yep. the time to really learn those platforms. Well, I would just be there because I want to be there because other people yep. are there. But yeah Pinterest, yeah. yeah, Pinterest is. Yeah, I like Pinterest. It's awesome fun, but yeah. I'll need to just. I'll need to just outsource it. I've said that on the podcast a bazillion times. Is there yeah. anyone out there that wants to do my Pinterest? Email me. No. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> All oh, right, there are yeah. automation tools there too, but yeah. Are they? Oh, see, look, don't even get me started. That sounds like another podcast. All right. Oh, it well, is. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to let you get back yeah. to the mum life and the biz and I'm just going to, you know, I'm in your Facebook group. I'm following you on Instagram and Facebook as well. And, yeah, I look forward to seeing your business grow and hopefully we can get you back one day for, for part two of the second launch. You never know. Or, or anything marketing, I'm happy to chinwag about it all. Um, you could be sick and tired of hearing me talk about it. Okay. <laughs> no, never, because you explain things like crystal clear. So okay. thank you so much. Bye. Okay, see ya. Thank you so much to Yale Keon from YaleKeon.com. You know, there were so many takeaways from that episode, but I think something that is super simple for all of us to walk away and just remember and have at the front of our minds all the time when it comes to marketing is her whole methodology around keeping it simple. Know your one audience, know your one message, and know how to communicate it effectively. Those three principles, I think, will really help build that trust and 
build that authority behind what you do. So it is keeping it simple by knowing your audience, having that one message and communicating it really, really well and consistently. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Mums with Hustle podcast. If you loved it, pretty please take a moment to leave me a review on iTunes. Leaving a review helps more people just like you to discover our podcast so that they can benefit from this content too. Until next week, catch you later and stay happy in your heart.